Hey, this is Rabbi Zev Banner. You're listening to the Daily Halacha Kabbalah and Machshava podcast series. Thanks so much for tuning in. If you're enjoying this content, head over to www.yesodblocks.com. You can get access to all of the content that we have on the Yesodblocks platform as we're trying to spread more and more Torah that is integrated and uh, all connected in a framework to illustrate how Torah is actually one giant connected system as opposed to uh, a bunch of fragmented separate areas and by connecting all these different fields you really get a, a taste of how the Torah works together it's the, the ability to actually see the connections is what really makes the Torah suddenly activate and function so head over to yisodeblocks.com you can subscribe there and join the growing Yisodeblocks community and you can also help us to continue to do what we're doing because that kind of subscription support allows us to make these episodes and make more and more series on yisodeblocks.com so head over there and join us uh, as soon as you can in this episode, we're going to continue with our halachos exploration of the halachos of Birchas, Birchas Torah, and we're still in Simam Mem Zayin, as we've been for quite a few episodes now, because uh, we want to really try to go through each halacha piece by piece and get a sense of each individual halacha, how to use the Torah Kabbalah Machshava frameworks to dig down to the root of every individual halacha and really see uh, the the path, the thought path, and the conceptual path of connection between every individual halacha and the underlying mechanics of the sfirot, the olamot, all the, the structure of the neshama, how the neshama is actually uh, bonded and and expressed and transmitted into the world uh, through our bodies, through our minds, through the kalim, the tools that Hashem gave us to actually manifest this intangible self that we are into the physical world. And through the physical world, we can actually then create connections uh, between each other on the level of neshama. And so that's super significant for anyone and everyone because uh, every human being on the planet experiences this neshama consciousness dynamic, the invisible self that you are that's shining through the body. When we look into each other's eyes, we're not trying to see eyeballs. We're trying to see each other on the level of self and the level of neshama and the level of consciousness. And that by far is the dominating aspect the uh, of of our interactions what we call relationship is really just the uh the interaction and the the connection development and the discovery of the inner self of each other and everybody knows this i mean the whole world is constantly talking about relationship about connection about uh about fulfillment in life and about trying to not objectify people and get to the to, to a deeper place of understanding and so that's all a reflection of the same underlying perspective and even people who don't actually uh say that they think that and they people even people who go as, as far as to say that we are simply complex biological creatures and there is no consciousness there is no self there is no neshama still everybody is constantly behaving as if there is everyone is looking into each other's eyes anyway we're all trying to find someone that we can feel heard by and whole with and connected to and so we live that way because we are that and so the question is what is the nature of the neshama what is the nature of consciousness that is where the world is uh, is grappling a lot right now so in this siman in this halacha that we're up to now we're up to uh halacha yud and Halacha Yud is the 10th Halacha in Simam Mem Zayin. Simam Mem Zayin is uh, section 47. And the Halacha here says, Im hifsik mililmod v'nisasek ba'asakav. If somebody uh, said the brachos of Birch Torah, and they learned some Torah after that, and now uh, they stopped learning because they have to go and engage in various daily activities. So you went and started to go do your thing. Uh, since your planning, your intention, is to at some point return and continue to learn Torah, so, lo have a hefsek. That's not called a hefsek. We discussed hefsek in the previous episode, which is, uh, or the previous Birchas uh, Torah episode, which was the last Thursday episode, because Friday was the Arab Shabbos episode. Um, but a hefsek is where you stop 
uh, between a bracha that you make and the action that the bracha is linked to. So if it's eating, so then you you make the bracha uh, on the food, and then you don't eat the food right away, that will be stopping to hefsake. And what's happening there is you're basically breaking the chain of integrated connection that you're trying to create by saying a bracha. When we say a bracha, we're trying to actually build a set of perceptions of who Hashem is relative to the thing that we're about to do, the food, the other activities, whatever they are. And then we're trying to then experience the involvement on the thought level and the emotional level, the investment, and then and then the body level, the physiological level, the actual activation and engaging in that activity um, to experience all of that in an integrated stack of, of really unity with Hashem as the root of us and the root of the activity that we're doing, and then to try to make that all one thing. So uh, the, that whenever we stop in the middle of that, then we're basically breaking apart the accumulation uh, of developing that 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 stack, that integrated set of perceptions and thoughts and emotions. And so that's not a small problem. I mean, on a, on a halachic technical level, it's not the biggest problem in the world. But the idea here is to understand why these things are significant. Why does it matter if you stop? And the analogy that we used was if you're in the middle of a very deep conversation with somebody else. So what's happening is you are you're you're bringing your deot, your perceptions are getting closer and closer to each other. It's called kirov deot, which is the bringing perceptions close is what we actually experience as closeness. In other words, when you get close to another person, so you're not actually necessarily getting physically closer than now you're sitting next to each other. What you're doing is you're actually just on the perception level by listening to what they're sharing with you. And by sharing things in response, you're actually developing a, a fusion and alignment of perceptions where now you see things in a way that is now aligned with the way that they see things. And so that's actually the definition of, of experiential relationship closeness. It takes place in the part of the self, the part or the part of the, the kelim, the tools that we call the dat. The das is basically the, the area of experiential knowledge where you know something by experiencing it with yourself through the body. And there's a lot more to say about Das. Actually, we have a whole series uh, called Kabbalah Basics on Yesod Blocks where you can, there's a, there's a bunch of episodes about the the structure of Das, of perceptions, and how they actually are designed and how they, why they are called experiential knowledge and, and how they intersect with the Neshama. And so if you suddenly stop in the middle of that conversation, so then what happens is you lose the flow and the, the Deot now they essentially, instead of being focused and getting and fusing in a very incremental way, they now start to to flutter in different directions, and so that actually undermines the process. And then when you try to come back to it, it will take a little while to recreate that uh, that dynamic alignment connection that you were that you were in the middle of in the in 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 the discussion. And so that's why stopping is actually it leaves a mark. It actually it's 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 a it's a break in the process. And so uh, since the bracha and activity structure is supposed to all be fused into an integrated set so there's a halacha called hefsake where if you if you make a if you make a break so then that break actually undermines the process and then you actually have to say the bracha again in a lot of cases and so that's the issue now here in birchus torah so the shulchan arach paskins that actually if you stop in the middle of what you're doing and you meaning you you're you've made the brachos of birchus torah and you said the three brachos that we articulated in earlier episodes uh, that, that actually create the perception of what of who Hashem is relative to us in terms of Torah, the relationship between us and Hashem and Torah and that structure, which we're going to review in a second as part of this discussion. So if you you said those and then you started to learn Torah and then you stopped because you had to go in, and uh, engage in some other kinds of activities. Again, the examples he gives, you stopped learning, you now got involved 
in uh, other activities. Since your intention, since your das, your perception is to, you're going to go back and you're going to continue learning at some point. Lo have a hefsek. That's not called a hefsek in the in the area of Torah, even though that would be a hefsek in another area. Let's say if you do that with eating food, you'd have to actually go back, uh, but not with Torah. But who adin leshena? If you if you have to if you go to sleep, umerchat. If you need to go take a shower, basic say you have to go to the bathroom. Lo have a hefsek. All those things are not considered to be a hefsek. So. It, just going to do your work, your job, or you want to, you have to go to the, you want to go shower, you have to go to the bathroom, like uh, things like that. That's not considered to be a break between the brachas of Eretz Torah and uh, and the the activity of learning Torah. These are not considered to be uh, breaks that actually mean that now you'd have to make the brachos again. And so the the question, of course, is well, what is the underlying mechanics that lend themselves to this type of halacha? In other words, why is it that if you're uh, if you make a bracha on an apple and then you don't eat the apple right away, so then you have to make the bracha again if you wait too long, and that you know now there's a there's a break between them, so it ruins the the process of of development that you're trying to engage in. So what is it about Birchat that makes that different that you can actually just uh, if you pause and you, you take a break, and we all do this, we learn some Torah in the, in the morning, hopefully, after we wake up or whatever, so then um, we then have to go to work, or we have to go and do do different kinds of activities that are not Torah-related. So how how do you do that uh, without that being considered to be a hefsake? So um, additionally, we're just going to throw in the Mishnah Brewer here, because it's just a, a little bit, he kind of adds a little bit of some important details, um, which he, the example I want to just mention here, uh, in Sif Katan Chaf Dalid, so... He writes, Umerchat uvesakise, the two examples of going to shower or going to the bathroom. He says, why is it that you don't have to make, you don't, that, that's, that's not called a hefseik? Because even when you're in that, because uh, also when you're in that setting, you don't actually uh, uh, lose the, the sense, the perspective that at some point you're going to go back and learn. You still have this, like, so you have it in your mind that, well, I'm not really done learning. I'm going to be going back to learn. And so since I'm not done, it's, it's not really a break. Um, and, he, and then he adds, but oh, another reason, you still have to, when you're in the shower, in the bathroom, there are halachos of the Torah, we actually learned some of these um, in the series, that uh, relate to how to go to the bathroom and how to take care of your body in ways that are um, that are respectful of your body, not, not, not to render your body in a way that's uh, undignified, but also um, that you don't overemphasize the body dynamic versus the neshama dynamic, because often our bodies are very loud, uh, uh, vessels because they have sexual energy, they have physical sensations, and so that can be very intense. And so, because the way the Eitz Adas uh, has us set up now, so after the after we ate from the Eitz Adas, it basically made us now that we focus on things that are that are preferentially interesting to us. Das Tovara means that you have a set of perceptions that are a function of what you're into versus what you're apathetic towards. That's what Tov and Ra means. Tov is what you want for yourself subjectively, and so. Your body is very loud, which means that if you, if you, when we take off our clothes to shower, so then that actually creates a, a, it can create an increase in sexual energy, and then the neshama consciousness can actually fall into the background, and the sexual side can become more prominent in our minds, and so there's a lot of halachos about how to be balanced in the thought space, in the emotional space, in the physical space, in the way that we relate to our bodies when we're undressed, so that way we don't allow for an a, a, a massive increase in distortions uh, in our perceptual framework, and so. What that uh, what that essentially means is that what, he, what the Mishabura is writing here is that these halachos are all very relevant 
while we are in these settings. So it's not really a hefsake because we have, A, we have in mind that we're going to keep learning. So we have, it's, it's kind of like as long as you have the intention to go and do the activity, so then the, that, that's enough, apparently that's enough, to continue the, the connection between the bracha and the activity that you're doing. Additionally, in this particular example, so he says, well, you also are actually thinking and using Torah thoughts when you're in the bathroom to a certain degree because you have to make sure you're not going to the bathroom or showering in ways that violate the Torah structures of how of these das tovara types of problems. And again, we have to remember here that all of these halachos, all these mitzvos are, are coming as, a, as an antidote to the problem of das tovara, that we have these, this tendency to start to develop perceptions of the world that are a function of our own preferences, as opposed to actually seeing the world as it is, seeing our body as it is, and sort of, and, and using the Torah and halachos to actually develop perceptions that are more accurately aligned with the reality within which we live. So, the now, so now what we just need to figure out is, so why is it that in Birch Torah it's actually different from other brachos that you can simply have a break like this, and, even, and and he says, well, you're not really, and the Mishnah says, you're not really having a break, but then, so what can, can we do this with other things? Does it work with fruits, with eating? So the the difference between Torah and Berchus Torah and other brachos ostensibly goes back to what we discussed um, when we were explaining the actual meaning of the brachos themselves, because if we, we, as we analyze them, so remember, the language of the bracha, Baruch Hashem, is the word Baruch means there's going to be more Hashem uh, presence. The word Baruch means more. So we're saying, I want more of you, uh, in my consciousness, in my awareness, you, who is you, Yudke Vavke, that is the transcendent self that is behind all being, Elokeinu, that Hashem is manifest in the multiplicity and plurality of all of existence. So we want more awareness of Hashem, who is the self behind. Again, it's very similar to trying to have more awareness of another person. There's the one self that is me, that is then manifest through the multiplicity of the, of the tools that I use. And so the tools that Hashem uses, the Elohim side of Hashem's expression is the world in all of its diversity and multiplicity. So we're saying more awareness of you, the self, Hashem, through the multiplicity of tools that is the world. Baruch Hashem, Elokeinu, Melech Alam, Hashem is the, the one who sees all things in the world and is directing them all somewhere, somewhere, which is, that is what a Melech is. Melech means the one who's, who is above the system, above the the group and essentially is directing all of their individual uh, uh, contributions to a particular goal or purpose, a national purpose. And Ha'olam means the layers of hiddenness that is reality. So that's we're basically trying to activate all of those types of thoughts by saying those words. And then we have Asher Tzivanu Tzivanu La'asok Torah, that Hashem is the one who gave us a Tzivui, that now to immerse ourselves, to involve ourselves in Torah. And so what we're doing is we're trying to see our involvement in Torah as an expression of Hashem's self. In other words, a mitzvah is a groupifying tool. It's something which we use to connect ourselves to Hashem so in what we're doing, that when, when someone tells you to do something for them and you're part of that, when your parents ask you to do something, when your boss, when your military commander tells you to do something, so by you always have a choice. You don't have to do what you're told. But if you want to be a part of whatever is, is going on in that uh command or request so then you have to do what is what you're being told to do because that's actually how you become an aspect of the larger whole you become part of the group part of the team by following the instructions of the team leader and so instead of thinking of that as like an ego problem of well i don't want to do what someone else tells me maybe you don't none of us really like being told what to do but when you're but it's not that you're being told what to do in a vacuum simply to make you feel like you're below them arbitrarily it's that in order to be a part of something you have to be able to go along with what that something is and you have to be able to find your place inside of the system and so the system can sometimes become too overbearing and then the, then the people who are running the system can start treating 
treating you like you're not important and don't exist, which is obviously when systems become corrupted. But that doesn't mean the system is inherently a problem. The system only becomes problematic in such a situation. But where basically the, the idea of Hashem giving us a tzivui is, Hashem doesn't get corrupted like that. The system of Torah can't be corrupted. So what that means is that it can be corrupted, meaning human beings can create corrupted versions of it in the world that are essentially just their own das tovara, now making corrupt things. But the actual Hashem system in its in its in its original form, uh, when you really really only look to Hashem to actually do what the Torah is about, and don't just look to uh, uh, kind of like this preferential uh, set of perspectives that come from your own uh, feelings and other people's distortions and a combination of all kinds of feelings. If you look to Chazal, look to Hashem. So essentially, you're getting the purest form. We can have a discussion a different time in terms of Chazal, uh, why they're not uh, a source of distortion. Uh, but the, the the overarching dynamic of Chazal is that they are constantly trying to remove all impurities by arguing about things in order to get to the core. So what that essentially means uh, is that we want to group ourselves with Hashem when we do a mitzvah like learning Torah. And so, and the, the Torah itself, so the word Torah comes from the word directions. Essentially, it's, it's uh, when you ask somebody for directions and you say, oh, can you tell me how to get to a certain destination? And they tell you, make a left and make a right, and then go straight. So we don't then say, hey, don't tell me what to do. I mean, directions basically means here's directions to get to a particular destination. In the Torah's case, so the destination is, here's how we can undo the damage of the Eitzadas and actually re-encounter Hashem's self that we've kind of lost touch with. Because essentially, it's very hard to hear and experience and see Hashem when now our way, our fundamental lens, the eyes that we use to look, to look at the world, are the eyes that need to see uh, that, are, that are much more prone to seeing the things that are very loud, that are right in front of us. And so that's what preference means. We see what we prefer to see. In other words, what's easier to see, what's louder to see, what's more prominent. And, and we, we pay attention to things that are prominent instead of things that are significant. And that's a pretty big distinction. Things that are significant, you know, it's like celebrity culture. Celebrities are noticed very often, but what is their significance in a, in a, in a real qualitative sense? And so that's what we're, when we talk about these brachos, what we're talking about is, this is the way that Hashem sees the world. The Torah is essentially how Hashem thinks, and how Hashem thinks about all these different topics. There's millions of different Torah areas, Torah, Torah thoughts, Torah topics in the Gemara, and here's how Hashem thinks about all of them. The Chumash is the same thing. It's essentially Hashem's description of reality through a particular uh, set of lenses. And so what we're trying to do is we're trying to say, Hashem, I want to learn your Torah to think the way that you think and to see the world the way that you see the world, to develop the inner thought space of myself in alignment with you so I can see the world more truthfully as opposed to being filled with thoughts that are a function of my environment, a function of my own preferences, a function of my own desires, and that are then, again, not, not just because that's like a moral problem or a religious problem to have those kinds of thoughts. It's actually that it's, a, it's, a, it's an effectiveness, utility, and truth problem. We want to actually be real. We want to actually uh, find a way to share ourselves in a way that is genuine and to be heard and seen in a way that is genuine. That's what's called Midas Hatiferis. It's a, uh, the Kabbalah uh, filter of our of our self coming into the world in a true and genuine way. When our desires are very strongly emphasized or when we have all kinds of theories about what human beings are, how the world works, and those theories are just fantasies that came from our own experience of being bullied or being hurt or being attacked, or and you name the kinds of trauma that we each have, and you develop perceptions of what people are based on those kinds of things, and that just leads to a lot of confusion and a lot of a lot of distortion. And so the Torah is the antidote to that on the thought level. It's Hashem's thoughts that we want to now 
align with on the level of our thoughts. And so when we make these brachos, so what we're trying to do is connect the Torah learning to Hashem, like we discussed in those episodes. And the reason why then, if you stop that, if you stop actually learning Torah, so and you take a break to go do your job, well, the world of your thought space is an omnipresent type of world. In other words, we don't we don't really, uh, if, if we're developing a way of thinking, there's a lot of background hum that is essentially part of the signature of that way of thinking. In other words, think about wherever you're going, whatever you're doing, you have a basic sense, a basic apprehension of yourself as whatever you think you are. So you're aware of a lot of things in the background as a result, what's going on in your life and who your family is, your spouse, your friends, your, you know, like there's a lot of these background inputs that we don't really pay attention to, but we use them as, as background anchors. Uh, we essentially have them in mind. So that way we don't lose our sense of, of anchored self in the world. And so the Torah is essentially supposed to be the ultimate anchor in the background in your mind, where it's essentially the fabric of your thought and the way that you look at the world. And you have a fabric of thought already. There is a, there is a background set of fabric. The question is, is it a, a hodgepodge of random kinds of ideas that you just had throughout your life and then you activate them without even seeing them? Uh, or is it something which is deliberately created and constructed that's now inside of your mind that you use that you constantly have access to in the background and so you know when you go to the bathroom like the mr brewer writes so then you're you you're 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 kind of aware of the torah prescriptions and how to do that in a torah kind of way you're aware of the torah way to behave when you're at work you're aware and it's it, this is the background and so that's what what it means to have in mind that you're going to you're you're still learning Torah essentially you're going to learn Torah more and you're going and also the Torah itself is manifest and present in in all these settings and so that leads to a situation in which you're never really not learning Torah as long as you're awake even if you're not actually learning the Torah directly and reading Torah words but there's always an intent to learn more Torah and the Torah and it's because Torah at this level is a function of your thoughts as opposed to eating an apple which is an act an individual action and then when you're not doing that action, you're just not doing it. So now there's nothing to connect to the to the, to the the bracha that you said. And so as a result, the Torah learning, something which even when you have a break like that, it's not really a break because it's really just the background fabric of your mind. And it's meant to continue to be that as you deepen your knowledge of it by learning it. And then you continuously make it more and more and more uh, intensely present in the background of your mind. So I hope that was clear uh, and useful and helpful. And again, thanks so much for tuning in. Check us out at asoblocks.com where you can get a lot more content like this. And looking forward to having you join me in the next episode.